Hello, folks, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of Voice of X. Today, um, I don't know if, how many of you guys watched last night's second presidential debate, or technically it should have been the third, but the second got canceled because they were kind of jacking, jerking things around with the Trump team. But anyway, the second the presidential debate last night, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that presidential debate uh, debate right now. And this may seem like I'm kind of dialing in today's podcast, because what else are you going to talk about? But I'm really not, I promise. But before I get into that, as usual, I'd like to ask you to please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss when I post a new one. Because I don't always post like on the same day every week. I, I try. I try to get one out twice a week sometimes, but oftentimes it's just, you know, I work a, have a normal life, work a job, and sometimes I just get really busy with things. Um, but if you could subscribe, please share this podcast with your friends and family. And while you're at it, head on over to Twitter and follow me. You can find me there at voice underscore of X. And I post a lot there that you may not find on my podcast, a lot of news articles and information that you can read. But anyway, on to the debate. Um, You probably think that I'm just going to talk about who I think won the debate. But I'm not, Um, even though I think Trump won the debate hands down. Look, the first one, I didn't think anybody won. I think it was, I didn't think anybody convinced anybody to join their side. It just wasn't very good. It was a lot of bickering. But this one actually went pretty well. Personally, I did do think you won, but that's not really what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about what I think are really, there's there's a couple of really big standout issues and a, a few honorable mentions too, but really two big issues that came up that I think are going to have a really detrimental effect on the Biden-Harris campaign. And it's those things that I'd like to touch on in this episode. So, uh, before we get started, though, I do have to say, um, if you were watching, if you watched the last two debates, I really got to give, I got to give a little bit of credit to Kristen Welker, the moderator for last night's debate. Um, she did a much better job than Chris Wallace. Sorry, Chris Wallace, you sucked. I mean, it was really biased, one-sided. Kristen Welker, not quite as much. Um, she did pretty good. And although she did interrupt Trump more than she did Biden, and she had a tendency to kind of focus on questions that were kind of Biden friendly. And and I did see that she often gave Biden the last word on most topics. She was at least not debating Trump, not stepping into it. She looked, she just did a much better job than Chris Wallace did. All right. Anyway, that out of the way, um, the first topic, and if you watched it again, this took a large portion of the first part of the debate, but it's the coronavirus, COVID-19. Honestly, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I've had podcasts on this. I've hit this on my Twitter feed. I talked to people about this. Oh, I have in the past a lot. Um, and I'm getting kind of tired of trying to argue with people or give them evidence, provide them, talk, debate them, talk to them about my side of what I'm seeing and how I'm seeing it, and really giving evidence for my opinion. Um, most people I find have just, they don't have a real educated opinion. It's, they've just kind of fallen for this leftist rhetoric. And the rhetoric they're, 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 they're using is they're really equating this, and this is common in politics, they're equating the coronavirus as it's like it's war. And everything about it is war. And those who don't wear masks or, 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 or want to open the economy back up in our country, they're enemies. They're enemies. They're like, they, they're Nazis. That's what they are. They didn't even say like Nazis. They say that we are Nazis. Now, it doesn't matter. You see, I can cite facts and data 
on 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 COVID deaths, on on masks, and to be honest with you, <clears throat> their ineffectiveness. Um, on death rates, uh, I mean, the, the reality that for younger, healthy individuals, the survival rate is somewhere like 99.8%, something like that. Um, kids, uh, uh, they, 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 they have a, a statistical chance of getting COVID of like 0%. I mean, there is a slight percentage, but statistically, your chances are zero. And then like the overall survival rate is like 99%. I mean, the CDC said that only 6% of the deaths, total deaths, were related to COVID alone, that the rest had significant comorbidities, which basically means these people didn't have very long to live. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not bagging on anybody who's lost anybody to COVID-19. I'm not. Death is a horrible thing. I've had people die of disease, of cancer, heart disease. Um, we just had a family member pass away from cancer. Um, death, is a, death is a tragic thing. And I'm not trying to play that down, but we're not talking about an individual, looking at things at an individual level here. All right? We're talking about looking at things as a whole and that's what a leader has to do is to weigh everything and decide what's the best balanced approach for things but all i get from these people in response to their sound bites that's all they give that's their evidence it's all sound bites that they've heard on mainstream media i know because i i listen to them too i do by the way go and check out things on cnn on MSNBC, uh, I, 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 NPR, I, it, uh, Associated Press. I, I read. I, I go to all these places so I can familiarize myself with what they're saying as well. And then I look at the other side, and that's how I form my opinion. But they don't. They just listen to sound bites. They let somebody else form their opinion for them. And and, and if that doesn't work, their sound bites don't work. And I, I can throw those back in their face. They usually resort to name calling, like science denier or, denier or even flat earther. You know, that's just. Right away, start calling you names. And to be honest with you, that's all we got from Joe Biden last night. Biden Biden gave us nothing more than more doom and gloom. That was it. See, while Trump tried to give a message of hope, and dare I say it, reality, folks, that this virus, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. And that we're basically going to have to step up in the face of adversity, adapt, and get back to work. All while protecting, protecting, by the way, the most vulnerable, if as much as they want it, because they have personal liberty as well. We've got to get this country back moving again. I mean, look, I hate to tell you this, guys, but the flu kills a lot of people every year, too. Except the flu actually kills children. COVID-19 does not. Kills older people. Guys, heart disease kills something like 650,000 people a year. Accidents kill almost 150,000 people a year. I mean, that's, I know it's not an infectious disease. People try to say, well, you're, we're talking about infectious disease. No, we're not. We're talking about death, preventable death. We can prevent accidents. We can outlaw cars. It's perfectly preventable. Ride your bicycle. Of course, then we have the helmet laws and people dying on a walk. Whatever it is, whatever it is, th these things happen. And by the way, I know you go out and get a vaccine for the flu, but if they even guess, if they even guess the, uh, the, the, what flu, flu strain for that year, it's only 40 to 60% effective. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put down 10 bucks on those odds in Vegas, 50, 50. There's no, there's no vaccine for the common cold. There's some minor treatments to help with the symptoms, but it's here. We can't do anything about it. So we adapt and we learn, we learn to live with it. How about AIDS? There's no vaccine for AIDS. There's some new treatments for it, but th that's, that's epidemic. It's, 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 guys, the bottom line is it's here. We've got to face up to it. 
All right, we, we, we've got to stand up and we've, we, we've got to take our place. That's bravery, guys. Bravery isn't, you know, not is an absence of fear. It's, it's standing up and taking action in the face of fear. Look, all of this, and, and Trump brought it up last night with his message of hope that, guys, really, the cure is proving worse than the disease. I mean, we're, we're losing a lot of people. We're damaging health, causing a lot of deaths, a lot of suicides, drug abuse, drug overdoses. All these things are happening because of these lockdowns. But all you had was the big guy, Joe Biden, trying to fill the public with fear and dread. I mean, I saw it. If you saw it, sitting there pointing at the camera with his finger bent because you can't dare point right at the camera, right? And, and, and just telling you, if you have somebody who's died, you were reaching over in that bed at night and somebody who's not there, really trying to play on your emotions, play on your fear. Fear of death. Again, it's unfortunate to have lost a loved one to coronavirus. It's unfortunate to have lost a loved one to anything tragic, disease, accident. But he offered no hope for the future, just some vague statements and, and even some outright lies, by the way. In fact, his whole debate was kind of laced with lies and contradictions. I mean, how about the fact that he was against Trump's actions in the beginning with coronavirus. Um, he called his closing down the country racist and xenophobic. That is until he needed to change his story for the good of his campaign, at which point he said Trump didn't move fast enough. So which is it? He did too much or he didn't do enough? I mean, there's kind of a lot of circular reasoning going on here or that, well, he didn't want to panic the people, so he was trying to hide things from, well, I, I hate to tell you this, but are you guys parents out there? Do you tell your kids everything? No, because you need to tell what people can handle. You want to keep things moving. This is leadership. This is taking a balanced approach to things. Uh, that's 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 the way leadership is. But aside from that, the fact is that a lot of these issues and a lot of these states, they're not a result of the president. He left a lot of this up to the states to handle themselves. And as a result... A blue blue state and Democratic local government policies, you're having a lot of these issues. You know, the blue states right now have the highest cumulative unemployment rates because they're not opening up. I live in California, guys. We're still pretty much locked down. Some stuff has kind of opened up. Uh, a lot of small businesses are gone. Disneyland, the local theme parks, everything. They're dying. They're getting ready to sue the state because they're dying. These are major employers, guys. You know, that you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. And if you don't wear a mask, which is fine. Look, if you want to wear a mask, I don't care. If you've read the evidence and you feel that it's best for you and your family, then please, by all means, wear one. But don't make me wear one. Of course, they'll try and say, well, wait a minute. You know, the mask is to protect other people. It's not to protect you. And they, they started saying that in the beginning because the evidence, the studies, controlled studies, peer-reviewed studies of mass efficacy with the flu proved worthless. It didn't, they didn't work. So they said, well, it's to protect other people through those droplets. Okay, but then um, uh, Herman Cain died from it and Donald Trump got it. And right away, it's because he wasn't wearing his mask. Okay, so what is it? Is it the mask protects others or the mask protects you? Which one is it? See, they, 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 completely, they completely destroy their own argument. You know, the CDC released a study that shows that 85% of COVID-19 patients always or often wore their masks. This indicates that the masks don't stop or slow the spread of coronavirus, folks. So why are these states still shut down? Well, I'm going to tell you why. To affect the election. That's why. 
they want people depressed and angry because the Democrats' whole message is just this. Orange man bad. That's it. That's their whole message. They don't have a plan. Uh, they do have a plan, but you would never go for the plan because their plan is socialist and ultimately a tyrannical communist government. That's that's their plan. They're not going to just throw that out. You see, they thought that Hillary Clinton would get elected in 2016 and that they would just continue on passing laws and ramming it down our throats. When that didn't happen, don't, don't, you guys, don't, don't be deceived. They don't hate President Trump. They hate you because you voted for President Trump and all those who voted for him. They think you are a bunch of deplorables and they suddenly realize that, oh, we don't have the country in the bag like we thought. So this whole thing, all these lockdowns is a way to make you angry and they think they're going to talk you into voting against Trump. That's it. They don't want you to vote for Biden. They just want you to vote against Trump. That's it. Orange man bad. But the bottom line with all of this is eventually with, 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 with Biden's last night with his, just his message of doom and gloom over COVID-19, the bottom line is eventually, as with all wartime rhetoric, the public will tire of it. They can't, they can't keep up with it forever because they have lives. They got to go back to work. They got families to support. They got to take out those masks. They've got to go out and interface with people and have holidays and do all these things. We have real lives and it can't last forever. And I think that it's already starting to wear off. Just about everywhere, except, of course, the bluest states and counties. Um, but it's kind of beginning to, to, to wear off in a lot of places around the United States. So, in a, basically, in a nutshell, I don't think Biden's message of doom and death is going to go over very well. Now, before I get on to the next topic, I just wanted to give um, a few honorable mentions for some things that came up last night. Uh, the first one is the Green New Deal. Yeah, that is what was repackaged and is the plan he supports. You can go read it for yourself. It, it, it is the lamest plan. I, I mean, it's just, it, you'd have to read through it, guys. It is absolutely idiotic. Like a, 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 a third grader came up with this idealistic third grader with no concept of the dollar. And yes, like Trump said, it actually will cost $100 trillion. Even at a tenth of that price is too much. Do you realize how much $100 trillion is, folks, at all? If $100 trillion were counted out in $1 bills, it would weigh over 220 billion pounds. Yeah, that's the same weight as about 63 million mid-sized cars. We're talking buku bucks here, folks. There isn't that much money in all the world. Even if you tax everybody 100%, you couldn't get that much money. It's outrageous. The next honorable mention, Biden's involvement in his son's business adventures. I mean, you had to have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about this. Um, and it's not even just his sons. I mean, his whole family's involved in this. His brothers. I mean, everybody's involved in this. He's making money off of this. Uh, and supposedly, I mean, he's good. I have not received one cent from overseas. He's prepping himself for court with that one. Yeah, he hasn't. He's using other people to to launder the money. To, that, that's it. He's getting tribute from them. And, and, and right away, he tries to write it off as a Russian hoax. A Russian hoax. Anybody else sick and tired of hearing about Russian collusion or Russian hoax? I, the only ones who have actually colluded with Russians are, are, are those on the left. Obama and Biden, Clintons. I, I mean, for real. I'm sorry, but it's just it's hilarious. I mean, it's, it, it really is. Absolutely hilarious and ridiculous. I mean, oh, 
your son dropped off his laptops to get repaired and he was too stoned and wasted to remember to go get them back. Now the FBI has them. And John Ratcliffe, by the way, the director of the National Intelligence, he's already said that the Hunter Biden laptop is not, I repeat, not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. So, I mean, come on. I sound like Biden. Come on, man. No, for real. It's not a Russian hoax. It has nothing to do with it. I don't know why they keep just repeating that over and over. The last honorable mention here, though, is, uh, is fracking. Yes, I mean, he and Kamala have denounced fracking. They've said they're going to get rid of it. Period. You can go look it up for yourself. It's been on video several times in saying this. In fact, Trump kept his promise from last night when he said, oh, but fine, release the video. It's up. Go look at it. Go look at his Twitter feed. It's there. I mean, I don't know how many times it was, but they, they have been on record on video saying they are going to end fracking. And yet now that they lie and say, no, I never said that. And here's the thing. Guys, people believe it because the left-wing media just says so. Un unbelievable. You gotta look, people have to look these things up for themselves. They got to stop just listening to other people. Which, by the way, fracking leads me to the topic that I think is huge from last night's debate. And that is Biden saying that he is planning on transitioning away from oil. At that point, <laughs> I think Biden lost the vote of anyone who works in the oil industry or in an industry attached to the oil industry. And Trump did good by emphasizing it last night. Uh, let, let, me, let me put this in perspective. Do you know that according to the American Petroleum Institute, the oil and natural gas industry supports 9.8 million jobs. That's 5.6% of total U.S. employment. Oh, and through the oil and natural gas value chain and energy-related chemicals activity, these are offshoots, that, that kind of byproduct industries of the oil and natural gas industry, those two combined, they, they as of 2012, supported 2.1 million jobs. A number that is projected to reach 3.9 million by 2025, unless, of course, Biden and Harris get their way. Folks, that's a lot of jobs. I mean, a lot of jobs. And no, they can't just go code like like Biden says. All right. We're just going to learn coding, man. Okay. Well, why don't you? You know, how is it you become rich and have all these properties off of half a century in politics as a public servant? I don't know. But anyway, getting off topic, there's a lot of jobs supported this by, by, by the oil industry. And, and by the way, he just lost those votes of any that were listening and paying attention. So if you're hearing this for the first time, go back and listen to it. Verify what I'm saying. Listen to him say that. If you work in the oil industry or any industry attached, that's an offshoot or a byproduct of the oil industry, you think long and hard about who you're casting your vote for on November 3rd. But let's just talk. Let's take a look real quick at all the products that come out of the oil industry because I don't think people realize just how big this is. I mean, the first and most obvious is gasoline, right? I mean, how are you going to run your car? Oh, before you say electric car, by the way, you, all you Tesla drivers, I have nothing against you. I have nothing against electric cars. I think they should just be thrown into the free market. You can invent a better mousetrap. So be it. I just don't think they should get government tax credits for it. That's all. You should have a, 
I, I think by getting in the free market, you'd be have cheaper cars by now and probably something that's more practical. But that's neither here nor there. Maybe discussion for another day. But I want you to stop and think about something here before you start talking about buying an electric car. Because 62% of the electricity in the U.S. is produced by burning fossil fuels. Yeah, coal, natural gas, oil. So I hate to tell you this, but your electric car is actually natural gas and coal-powered as opposed to electricity, ultimately. The, the, that's the reality. Only 17% of our energy is so-called renewable energy. That's hydroelectric, solar, wind. And it's only 17% for the simple reason that wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine and therefore cannot meet the demands of modern technology. Enthusiasts of, 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 of renewable energy will often point to Germany because Germany is like this big, this, oh, they got these, these, these uh, solar panel roads and everything else. But their tar the German targets for where they wanted to be bombed in 2009. Don't, don't believe me. Go look it up for yourself. It's costing them billions and falling flat on its face. Again, you can go look it up for yourself. I'll provide you with some great you videos, by the way, on um, in the description uh, as, as a starting point. But, but please don't stop there. Read everything. Start looking and researching for yourself. And research both sides of the argument. Not just mine. Look at the other side, too. Look at the evidence on both sides. Look at, see what kind of data and information they have. You might be surprised at what you find. And by the way, I'm going to put links to... I'm trying to get, put links to all of this stuff in the description. So start looking for yourself. But anyway, back to the oil industry. Um, aside from the obvious fuels like gasoline and diesel and that, are, that come out of the oil industry, you have motor oil, solvents, ink, tires, helmets, CD players, curtains, caulking, cortisone, antihistamines. You guys like taking stuff for your 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 your, your um, seasonal allergies or for your, your your pain and your muscle aches. How about how about putting shoes on your feet? Shoe polish for your for your your nice dress shoes. How about the aglets? Put on your shoelaces or the nylon of the shoelaces themselves. How do you like to tie your shoes without those little wonders of nature, the aglet? How about nylon rope? House paint, toothpaste, refrigerators. Honestly, the list is huge. In fact, without the oil industry, you wouldn't have plastics in general. Now, again, I'll provide a link to this in the description as well. So go look it up for yourself. But guys, you can see that oil supports a vast, vast array of industries, all of which supply jobs. All of those jobs provide a means of living for hundreds of of millions or several hundred million there's about 350 million people in the united states tens of millions a couple hundred million i don't know how many uh, most people have some kind of attachment to it most americans so please stop just listening and buying the rhetoric of the left and encourage those around you to do the same all right they play on your emotions to get you riled up and once they've got you and they've taken over it's over it's too late now, I talk to so many people that are on the left, especially living here in Southern California. I mean, to be honest, I find that at best, um, these people have never matured to the point of being able to contain their emotions so that they can look at things rationally. Or at worst, you know, uh, at worst, they've allowed the mainstream media to shape their opinions for them one soundbite at a time. Uh, most really kind of fall somewhere in between. Either they're over-emotional or, uh, you know, somewhere between being being emotional which they think makes them more compassionate than you um and and having just no real information and data just 
regurgitating sound bites from CNN. When you talk to them, all they do is repeat these points that they've heard on TV and from CNN and MSNBC and whatnot. And when you present them with facts or alternative evidence, like I said before, they just start calling you names. That's the end of their argument. Bullies. That's what they do. My point, my point of this uh, kind of bit of an offshoot here was don't be one of those people. You don't have to get an advanced degree in any of these topics. You don't. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I hear a lot from doctors and epidemiologists and everything on, on masks. And the reality is I also posted a video on my Twitter feed from a woman who is trained and certified by OSHA in PPE. And she's personal protective equipment has even said, look, your doctors, they don't know anything really about the PPE. They just use it. Guys, driving a car doesn't make me a mechanic. Using PPE doesn't make it. It doesn't mean that they don't know something. And by the way, it doesn't mean that you can't know something. You don't have to be a doctor to be able to go read and find out how these things work. How jetting works. What happens with jetting around these masks. How much they really block. You know, and there's also just common sense. You guys, if you've lived long enough, you've got a little bit of information. All right, a little bit of common sense about you, things you've gone through, experiences. But anyway, I'm just trying to say, be diligent in looking for all the data. And by the way, on both sides of the argument, then decide for yourself. It doesn't mean you force your way of thinking on other people, but you should be trying to have enough information to convince them but decide for yourself what's good for you and your family. Don't be swayed by peer pressure, by the bullying. We've all probably, if you're, if you're like me, you've experienced that. Or all the irrational human, just, I guess I got to call it, guys, diarrhea of emotion that people have anymore. And above all, don't take anybody's word for it. Not even mine. I'll provide some of the information. You go look it up and use that as a starting point. But go look these things up for yourself. I'll be honest with you. You may find that your Google searches are skewed to give you the results that they want you to see, but keep digging. Keep digging until you find it. You know, in the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, Paul the Apostle praised the Bereans because after he preached the gospel to them, they went home and they searched the scriptures themselves to see if what he said was true. They didn't just take his word for it. They went home to look and verify that what he said jived with scripture. Guys, if all you do is listen to other people's opinions, you will never form your own. And you can't do that. You've got to, you've got to stand for something. You know, there's that saying, you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. And that's what's happening. We've abandoned our standards in life. We've abandoned our standard here in the United States of America. And we're falling for all of this rhetorical nonsense that the left is putting out. Anyway, with that, I really got to close today's podcast. Make sure you go vote in November in person, preferably, I might add. Um, I know everyone says this about every election, but truly, this is the most important election of our generation, maybe even the most important election since 1864, guys. Anyway, get out there. God bless you guys, and God bless the United States of America.